Jojo, you were one of my best friends throughout high school, and I'm so happy that you're back in my life in so constant a way. You're an honest friend and the voice of reason, but you've never lost your amazing sense of humor and caring nature. I love you dearly and hope that you have a wonderful Christmas. We have such great plans for the months to come, and I'm so glad that I'll be able to forge more memories together. Merry Christmas. Love always. Person who signed the card. I'm not going to say the name out loud. It's not how I roll. This is written to me in 2014. Actually, I think. Hang on a second. Uh, yeah, no, no. That person actually put the date. Yeah, yeah, 2014. By a dear friend who has somewhat of a history with me. Before Donald Trump ran for president, we got along quite well. Surprisingly, after we had somewhat of a fallout uh, earlier on. I kept this card because I keep all my cards. I've read this card to you to demonstrate that the time before President Trump was truly a different time for us all. And from the moment I decided Trump was worthy of my support, I went from, in her eyes, this kind, compassionate, reasonable man to a woman hater. Or perhaps it wasn't so sudden. You see, there were many times when we would hang out where I didn't push back against something said, typically about how men are awful. And mind you, there was also a window of time where I fully agreed with that sentiment too. But I've made my way out of it. But yet I did not push back. And by not pushing back, things got a little worse. And then I didn't push back again and again and again. And so by the time Donald Trump was beginning his campaign, there was no fairness in the conversation. One side became dominant, the Trump bad, and I personally, even before I supported or even liked him, felt compelled to try and bring some balance to the room. I've lost a whole group of friends over my views, including a wedding that I had been looking forward to for years. I'm heartbroken that I couldn't have gone to it. Once upon a time, they were actually suggesting that I do the officiation for it. I looked into it, it's not actually possible for me to do, but I tried. So now here we are, almost four years later, and I've decided to take this show into my own hands to show once again that I still support Donald Trump, and I believe he is worthy of re-election. His presidency has not been perfect, but by God has he defied all expectations. He promised prosperity and a good economy, and until COVID-19, he delivered. You could say it was Obama's economy, and that's okay. I don't think Obama was a disaster, personally, but you can also say that as it got better under him, clearly he was doing the right things too. He didn't start any wars. He's only tried to end them. He crushed ISIS, supported Israel's sovereignty, sovereignty, signed the First Step Act for prison reform, gave people the opportunity to choose medication that might save their life, attempted peace with North Korea, and human trafficking and the disgusting practices of the elite have been exposed. He withstood attacks from corporate media, Hollywood, the political establishment, academia, and all of whom, without any irony, are pointing to him as a propagandist, while themselves being a much larger, more well-funded, influential group of people with connections to the worldwide elite. I myself am very skeptical. I acknowledge that I have a bias towards him. But I was willing to reserve judgment on him until after the Mueller investigation, where everyone against him were confident it would lead to his demise. Instead, as of this recording, we're finding out, furthermore, that not only was the investigation a sham, but one of the lead arrests in the investigation, Michael Flynn, is currently undergoing the process of being set free, as opposed to being put in jail. I have sat quietly for the most part. 
I have argued in favor of him to friends, family, co-workers, but I haven't done anything online or publicly since the last time I was on this show. And you might think it's because I'm scared. And you're right. But there's an important detail. Up until lately, I lived with my family. My family asked me, desperately, not to engage publicly. The negative attention directed at me could turn towards violence towards my family. And while it was frustrating to sit back and not being able to say very much at all, I understood. It wasn't my house. And so instead, I grit my teeth. I was gritting my teeth beforehand. And I spent the last three and a half years trying to make my own way. And in less than a month ago, I succeeded. And now I'm all out of excuses. These past four years have been fun at times. Trump supporters are some funny people. And my God, the memes. Oh, the memes. They're the ooeyest, gooeyest, most succulent memes on the planet. But these past four years have also been a nightmare. I haven't been able to speak out. And just like my friend who slowly drifted further apart because they didn't push back. So these last four years drifted away from what I think is the right thing. So let me deal with some things. Number one, I owe a sincere and heartfelt apology. I'm not pressured at all to make it by anyone other than myself. There have certainly been a lot of apologies put out publicly, and in many times people are pressured into doing it. No one's making me do this one. This is because I mean it. When we were discussing the pussy-grabbing situation, I said I don't understand why women are always mentally paralyzed by men. For that, I am sorry. It was wrong. I do know. I always did. Standing up for yourself, whether it's bullying, harassment, or assault, can be as nightmarish as the incident itself. It can be hard in the moment, and it can be hard after the fact, years, decades later. I cannot relate for I have never been sexually assaulted, not in that sense, but I can relate in the lifetime of bullying that I endured throughout elementary school, high school, college, and some, but not all, of the places I've worked. If I could live my life over, one of the biggest changes I would make is to fight back. Even on this show, I made a rule when I was in my 20s. I wouldn't trash someone if they weren't in the room to defend themselves. Anyone who recalls my podcast from way back can witness, assuming they remember. And in my attempt to represent an unspoken side of an argument, it was said, got him a 99%. Now, I'll admit in complete fairness and integrity, I give my own performance a 4 out of 10, a failing grade. I was cocky for a window of 10 minutes at a party once, and I paid dearly for it. I learned a great deal. But I will not simply let go of the humiliation. I was going out the day the episode was recorded, and I get a text at the last minute that I'm going to be talked about on the show. I was also told it'd be harmless. They, in their infinite generosity, let me know at the last minute so that I could participate in chat. Hardly harmless. I spent years producing work with compassion and inclusiveness. What happened was an example of the kind of elitism that only creates more division. The reason why people don't fight back often is because of the shit test. You have three groups involved in any incident. Group A are the perpetrator. These are your bullies, your assaulters. Group B are the victim. Group C are the shit testers. This is the court of public opinion, or you know, the actual court. These are your friends, your family, and your coworkers, the ones who tell you to let it go, that it isn't worth the trouble. Group C plays a key role in this. Their job is to ensure that those who are speaking out or fighting back are doing so knowing it will come at a cost. Without it, people would be casting accusations wildly, Bs becoming As. My family were part of Group C. They were terrified that our house would come under assault by the radical mob that believes Hitler is in office. 
They said, if after three years I still believe the way I do, I can act. But I had a feeling they were going to go back on that agreement, so like I said, I had to make my own way. Honestly, what's done is done. But we are less than 30 days from the decision. This Canadian, who doesn't even get to vote for Donald Trump, is willing to further jeopardize his reputation and possibly well-being to stand up for the United States of America. I do want to talk briefly about something that happened on this show once it stopped being produced, just in case anyone's wondering what happened. Surely, it wasn't due to a lack of demand for pushing back against political correctness. Sometime after one of the episodes had been produced, wherein a tongue-in-cheek comment about cultural appropriation made it to air, a feminist woman later messages the network and requests that it be cut out. Despite the show being called This Is Not A Safe Space, where the request to be censored is to be refused, it was decided to be cut. Being someone who would have liked a few things to be cut from my own appearance, pushed back against this on a matter of principle. Needless to say, it was cut. I will admit, too, I have faltered on my principles. This one birthday I had, I put a moratorium on political talk. But as a concession, I put a free speech zone in the back of the party, so if anyone wanted to talk to me, they could. No one took me up on the offer. Other than that, I have stood by free speech professionally, even when it's to my detriment. I have edited loads of content I oppose and disagree with. And let me tell you, it was rarely, if ever, for the money. I'm taking this show over now because through my work, I have been a detriment to something I believe in. And I need to make up for it. And long term, I have never given myself a platform to speak my mind, despite a career of giving others that chance. So we're going to be doing some Trump episodes leading up to the election, assuming I can squeeze it in in time. I did kind of want to do this sooner. The results of which I do not believe I know the outcome either way. If anyone on this show wants to have a dialogue with me, you can reach out. I will not be having guests on this show. It's mine now. But I do have a show called This Is Freedom. You can check it out at thisisfreedompodcast.com. If you want to be a guest, you can join me there. Whatever the case, you are welcome to contact my email address, thisispod at protonmail.com. Thank you for your time. I'll be back soon.